What's good, everybody? My name is Caleb. My name is Vante. We co-host the Don't Let It Consume You podcast. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us talk about various topics covering whatever it is that may be on our mind. We continue to be true to being a non-definitive experience as we continue to cover lots of ground. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and also follow us on social media platforms at DLICY Podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Happy Monday or happy Wednesday, since we'll be uploading this on Wednesday per usual. Hope everybody out there has been having a good week so far. Black History Month is winding down, man. It's kind of sad because I feel like this Black History Month has been kind of weird. It's been, it's felt a little off. I feel the same as that. Like, it hasn't, like, I've heard things relating to it, pertaining to it. Like, I've heard things, but at the same time, I haven't, like, if that makes sense. So I kind of I kind of feel that. Uh, like the YouTube video, please. I work hard on those. I definitely appreciate the like. I know I keep forgetting to say it at the beginning of the episode, but I'm here now. I'm never forgetting I appreciate again. The comments. What comments? I, anybody that comes across these <laughs> and comments, I appreciate the comments. That's oh, you I'm appreciate here. comments. I thought you said, I appreciate the comments. We haven't gotten a comment on a YouTube video in like seven nah, videos. I, I, I'm just saying, I, I appreciate comments. Leave us a like, leave us a comment if you're feeling nice that day. We would definitely appreciate it. But before we get started, we just got to give our condolences to the legends, the icons, the pioneers that are Daft Punk. Daft Punk announced that they were retiring today. Daft Punk definitely gave us countless bangers. You know, one more time, get lucky, touch. Obviously, collaborative bangers with the weekend, such as Starboy. I feel it coming. So, shout out to the weekend for showing some appreciation to Daft Punk on his uh, Instagram. Definitely, Daft Punk definitely left left their mark. I feel like they exposed a lot of people to electronic music that wouldn't have gotten into it. Forefathers, forefathers. Um, I, I, I first. Got on them with uh, One More Time, which is probably my favorite song by them. Um, Discovery was a great album. I think Random Access Memories is a phenomenal album. I don't know if that's going to go down as their best album. Probably not. But I, I think uh, people will still sleep on uh, Random Access Memories. Probably um, be their most popular album because Get Lucky was probably their most popular song, I feel like. Get Lucky was everywhere in 2013. Yeah, but, yeah, you know what? I, I'll give it that. I remember I used to run back, Get Lucky, back to... I would have that on repeat, like, all day, bro. I didn't... What's funny about that, I didn't even really like Get Lucky. I like, like, every other song, really, because I, I like Touch, Instant Crush, and basically everything else that they did, but... Get Lucky was just the one song I didn't really bump a lot just because it was like overplayed over the radio. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even really listen to the radio back then like that, like I had when I was younger. So I got my Get Lucky fix through myself pretty much. But- I, uh, I I woke up to that news today and I was really depressed, but I also woke up like the rest of the world to some to some other news and this man, I feel like this man, Caleb, kind of covered it when he sent me a meme <laughs> of Thanos <laughs> from Avengers uh, Endgame. That was from Infinity War. Infinity War. Damn. That's just that's just the MCU 
fan of me. Got to correct you. My bad, bro. But no, nah, you're fine. It's been a minute since I've seen any one of those movies. I get them mixed up. Bobby Schmurda. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yes, sir, shout out to Bobby Schmurda, <laughs> Schmurda gang, gang. Bobby is back, he's <laughs> about to be back in the building. Bobby has uh, been in jail since we were sophomores in high school. Sophomore. I'm a senior, bro. I'm a senior in college now. This man is just now getting out of jail. I'm a nobody in life, and this man has been in jail for like practically a good portion of being an adult. Actually, not even a good portion, all the portion of being <laughs> an adult. So shout out Bobby Schmurda getting out in a day. Honestly, uh, like I, I've told you this in person, but I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I feel like Bobby, I'm not saying that he's not talented. I'm not saying that he's not a prospect. I'm just saying I feel like he's relevant kind of in the sense of like just being a meme. Because, like, the first thing when I hopped on Twitter and saw the thing trending was, like, people talking about the hat flip <laughs> when he gets out. So many so many caps are going to be flipped. But shout out to Bobby, man. Hopefully we get that Schmigo Gang mixtape that was promised, like, Hopefully seven years ago. Hopefully we just get an album. Hopefully we just get an album. I'm pretty sure he's still going to be, like, a big artist. Uh, I would like to see, because I know people are going to probably, like, question him on, like, people like six nine and everything so uh i hope he is bobby Schmurda going to rival six nine when he gets out because i really hope he does i, I really pray... hope he doesn't no Look, okay me... so i don't wish for anybody's downfall for the most part but six for nine is probably the most annoying musician in my lifetime at least to ever have been like famous at all Coast i i literally do not like six nine at that's, all i he's so annoying like every time i see him come up on like twitter or instagram i'm just like why am i seeing this i don't follow six nine i never have it's always somebody posting his antics like bro he's just wants that, a reaction and that is exactly why like i don't want bobby to like kind of beef with him just because like the reason why 6ix9ine is still famous because people post him and that people like react to his like antics and shit. Like if people just quit talking about it, I mean his album still flopped, like and he got clowned off of that, disappeared for like what five months, and then now he's resurfacing resurfacing with some new antics, new music, and beefing with quote unquote Meek Mill at the club. Oh, he's literally beefing with literally every rapper from Chicago. And then he just happened to run into Meek. And then he's beefing with, like, random people. He's also beefing with the dead. With we the dead. I saw the, the King Von uh, Instagram post that he put up. I don't want Bobby to beef with him just, like, just so he can stay out of that drama and that stupidity that is. Yeah, and I hope, I hope Bobby stays out of trouble. Like, I want him to have a successful career. If it comes down to it, I just hope Bobby gets big enough in the New York rap scene to where we never have to hear of 6ix9ine again. Bro, East Coast about to be up, bro. <laughs> East Coast about to be celebrating, bro. But I want the East Coast, West Coast beef to start again. That's what I want. So, so you don't want Bobby to, to beef with 6ix9ine, but you want because, the entire coast because of the East to Coast, beef. the East Coast, West Coast beef is going to bring some good music that's why bobby beefing yeah, with six but, nine ain't gonna bring shit 
but nothing. <laughs> yeah, but the East Coast, West Coast beef both killed a bunch of rappers. So I don't know if we want that. Yo, this isn't, okay, this isn't like 50 Cent Ja Rule like era. Like, I feel like there's just a lot of people, I feel like it's a lot of Twitter fingers and Instagram posts nowadays more than there actually is people like, you know, out here like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pull up right now. Like, that's that's Chicago, Atlanta, Houston. Uh, uh, yeah, that's them now. That's not, East, back that's not East Coast, West Coast, bro. Yeah, that, that's like Chicago and Atlanta and Houston now. But back then, it was like New York, California type stuff. Yeah, I mean, that was good. I forgot what I saw. Uh, it was a TikTok. It was like, what is the weirdest domino effect that you've ever seen? And it was how Al Gore's ex-wife got Tupac and Biggie killed. His ex wife yes how al gore's ex-wife got tupac and biggie killed i don't remember the entire like thing of it i'll probably mention it next episode if i can find it because it's in my likes videos but it was funny but it was like interesting too like how could this lead to al gore of all people like you gonna have to presidential candidate it's a tiktok you gotta send me that yeah but is bobby schmurder getting out of jail black history Yes, I, honestly, I would count that over Gorilla Glue Girl, <laughs> most definitely. So, Black music history. What's sad is that Daft Punk probably going to go in there, too. <laughs> Daft Punk is black history? I mean, they split black history, so that's a this is a this is an L for... What do they look like? <laughs> Have you ever seen them before? Uh, I think I've seen them once without their helmets, but I forget. This was like a long time ago. I think they did an interview without their like actual like helmets and shit. Yeah, so how is Daft Punk Black History? Unless they were collaborating with like a black artist. Get Lucky is Black History. Get Lucky is Black History. All right, we'll, we'll... Starboy, I feel it coming. That's Black History. Okay. One more time is Black History, but. Just da- Daft Punk songs like around the world is that Black History? No, I, no, I, I didn't say that. I'm saying them splitting up is Black History. Oh, why is them splitting up Black History? It because it's iconic. Just because it happened during Black <laughs> History because it Month. happened because because it happened during Black History Month and it, it's just really sad and I'm really emotional. I was the I one asking for one more Daft Punk album like a couple episodes ago. I know, and forget. I was like, you know, they might make the next Tron soundtrack. At least you'll get that. But dang, who knew like the Tron remaster right? soundtrack was their the last project? Boy, <laughs> I'm going to be. <laughs> they better have like one like loaded in the chamber, like last album that they just put out like randomly. But I think they're done, bro. They I need a, they need a, I need a thank you album. They'll go on a reunion tour in about 15 years. You think so? I don't yeah. think so. Why not? Unless they're like beefing with each other, then I don't think they will. But if they're cool and they just want to retire, then I can see a reunion tour in know, about baby. 15 years. I'm hope. Let's hope. Anyway, we couldn't go the entire month without acknowledging or anything that has to do with Black History Month. You know, I think we may have mentioned it a few times in the last few episodes we've had i want to say this is episode four for this month this is the last episode of the month mm-hmm. so we definitely mentioned it a few times in the last couple episodes but we never actually went in depth into what black history kind of means to us and you know some other things surrounding it so let me ask you this black history month is notorious for being for taking place 
during the shortest month of the year. Is this on purpose? Because personally, I think it is. On purpose? I yes. believe that it is. Um, Why I, couldn't like, Black History be during a month that had 31 days? Okay, I like. I don't take it like as far as to say like this was calculated from the start. Oh, I don't. I either, just, but I just think that the fact that the history that Black people have had to go through in this country, we get one month of dedicated to like Black history, and it just so happens to be the shortest one. I mean, but yeah, I I get what you're saying, and I do feel like it, you know. I'm not going to say it shouldn't be because like one, it wasn't recognized to like, I don't know, like the night 1970s. Um, so it's a pretty I think, new, cause like, I think it, I think it was supposed to be January and February, but I think they just went with February. I, I forget the exact reason why, but I think it was supposed to be like, you know, January and February, but I think they settled on February. I think it was because of Lincoln's birthday. Maybe. I don't even know when Lincoln's birthday is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> but I don't know. It was for some reason. Do I wish it could be longer? Yeah, but it's like a couple days. So it's like. I mean, but it if really? it's during a month that has 31 days, that's almost I mean, it, a week. It's just a couple of days. What, four days. Like, I mean, yeah, I like I get it. Like, it's four more days, but it's just four more days it's like not even like a, a pay week <laughs> and then like i guess there's an extra day when it's like a leap year <laughs> but aside from <laughs> yeah, that, yeah 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 there, there you go <laughs> that's just like celebrating your birthday on if you were born on a leap day i don't know i don't know anybody who was born on a leap day so i don't know I don't how either. they would like calculate what I, day they would celebrate their birthday on I thought that like, it was just always the next day is how they did that one. I guess so. I guess they would celebrate just like March 1st or something. But then like when it comes back around, they like, I turn up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure Ja Rule's birthday is on a leap day, which is really funny because it means Ja Rule is only like 15 technically. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ja Rule, like you mentioned Ja Rule, uh, like just a few minutes ago and i remember seeing something a few years ago and they were like ja rule's birthday is on a leap day so technically he's like 15 damn and i feel like out of every rapper for that to happen to of course it would be ja rule of course it's ja rule <laughs> where's ja shout out to Dave Chappelle. do we really care what ja rule is thinking right now <laughs> I- <laughs> Speaking of John, all right, this is kind of random. I just gotta like this made me think about it, but I saw something where it was like uh when it comes to certain news outlets, they'll bring on like experts when it comes to certain topics. Mm-hmm. But then you have people like Fox News, the topic will be like climate change, but they'll bring on somebody like Kid Rock to talk Stupid about dog. it. <laughs> like, why do you have Kid Rock talking about climate change? Yeah, no, I I know a lot about climate change. Also, follow my new tour going down. (laughs) They'll bring on the most random people to talk about serious issues. Like, at least other news outlets, they'll bring on somebody who has a relative idea of what they're talking about. Right. Exactly. Like, why is DJ Tanner from Full House talking about the economy to me? Like, I'm not trying to to hear that. Anyway, that was kind of a sidetrack. 
Shout out to Ja Rule, but not really, not really a big Ja Rule fan. I was about to say, we, we, I mean, we rock with him, but like, we don't. I mean, really do we rock, rock with, with him? him though? Do we rock with Ja Rule? I can't, I can't rock with Ja Rule. I'm a 50 Cent fan. I can't rock with Ja Rule. I mean, I, mean, I know that, but I don't think I'm a Ja Rule fan either just because he's been embarrassed so many times throughout his like. career. <laughs> There's a couple years ago when he was doing the halftime show at a Bucks game for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's from New York. But it was at home in Milwaukee. And he was doing the halftime show. He was like, uh, are you ready? And nobody cheered. It was the most hilarious, saddest thing that I had ever seen. Damn, nobody cheered for Ja. <laughs> then he was like, I guess not. And then he went on to perform this song. <laughs> you haven't no, seen No, he said, I guess not. <laughs> yes, you got to look that up. It was, it was a super random. People talk about corny rappers. Like, how is Ja Rule not deemed as, like, one of the corniest rappers? I feel like... There aren't a lot of solo Ja Rule songs that people know. Is Ja Rule Black History? As much sadly, as sadly, yes. Do I want him part of Black? I mean, like, I mean, Ja Rule's still like a black man, you know, doing it big. Like, I respect that. Yeah, it's I respect ja Rule, it, bro. <laughs> that doesn't mean I have to like it. Like, I respect it. That doesn't mean I have to like it. He's just like unintentionally funny. Like all the stuff that he does is just funny for no reason. Because Ja Rule has does have a couple good songs. I feel like he's Meek Mill before Meek Mill. But yeah, Black History is the shortest of months. Shout out to all the Black people born on the leap day. But I want to ask you this as well. Why do you think people get so offended by Black History Month? I feel like there's nothing I, to really be offended about. It's one month out of the year where you have to hear the same Black History Month facts that you hear every year about I Martin swear, Luther King I, and Malcolm I, X I and Rosa Parks. There's just recently have people been starting to branch out and say more. Find other, yeah. Have other people to talk about besides just like Malcolm X and Martin and Rosa Parks because there are so many Black History greats so many great people who are black people who did a lot of things not only for this country but to advance humanity forward in a lot of different industries because i feel like people's main argument and usually the thing that i get is people are always like oh my god we do all this black history stuff where's uh white people uh history month and we're like uh that's kind of like every other day besides <laughs> every other day besides february exactly um, people just i feel like it's part of people kind of being jealous but not like oh like openly jealous part of it is ignorance and just bigotry and it's weird that it comes from a place of jealousy because it's not like every single day when we were growing up in school that we weren't learning about white people. That's what I'm saying. We got like one day of learning about black history in school, at least in high school. I don't even remember learning about like any black people outside of certain English classes. I remember we had to write a Frederick Douglass essay in one of my classes. I remember that. But aside from that, that was like it. These these are the things I remember from 
our education it's i remember the frederick douglas uh essay uh i remember that at one point everybody watched the malcolm x (laughs) uh movie we didn't Uh, watch that oh yeah one of my teachers showed us 12 years a slave in class i remember i remember actually we we watched that too i believe i don't think we finished it though but i I, I, I do a long movie yeah but I do remember actually watching that. We do the Martin Luther King, of course. Barely talked about Rosa Parks. They would just kind of gloss over that. And everything else kind of had to do with just the current events of what we were talking about. And just if it came up, it came up. And if it didn't, then it was glossed over. So I don't even think that's necessarily the teacher's fault. Because they're it, not the no. one creating the curriculum. Exactly. And that's been so, a... Very big problem. So really, it's the higher ups that I feel like need to have more pressure put on them to incorporate more Black history because it all starts with the kids, man. The kids. And what's funny that. is that, like, a lot of teachers, like, like, because I was what people considered a teacher's pet. I wasn't like too close to teachers, but like, you know, I would, you know, be like, "Hey, what's on your mind, teach?" You know, or stuff like that, and they would be real with me. They'd be like, man, I want to do like all this stuff. Like, I want to teach all this stuff, but I'll, I got to teach what they give me. Uh, that happened, especially with uh, like history, U.S. history and all that stuff. So I don't know. There, there's people, there's teachers with passion, but I don't know. They just the how the school system is. It just doesn't recognize that right now. And I feel like that's going to be a huge problem. I feel like yeah. it is a problem, but I feel like it's going to be a bigger problem when people start speaking out about it more. Yeah, I remember in my uh, APUS class or APUS history class junior year, we didn't learn about like any black people in that class. Now that I think about it, we did this thing. It was like this March Madness type of thing where everybody in the class got a president. And it was like a debate format. So we would debate each other on why we should go on to the next round. And really the entire time, like we, like obviously all the presidents are white, but I don't think anybody got Obama for one. I don't think anybody in our class got Obama. And I remember I had Teddy Roosevelt. So I had to make up all these arguments to why Teddy Roosevelt is better than everybody else in this bracket. And I actually won the tournament because I can be a good debater. I'm not even going to lie. I had like pretty good arguments. But a person that I had to go up against in the final round, he had Richard Nixon. Richard what? Nixon made it all the way through the tournament somehow. They, they must have not tried. They must have not tried. I, I don't know because the kid who had him, he was pretty popular. But he had Richard Nixon, bro. Like, I don't care how, I don't care who you are. Like, if you have Richard Nixon, I'm going to be voting against you. Richard Nixon is like a top five worst president. Like the fact that we had to make up good arguments for these terrible people. Oh, actually, I think we didn't do Obama because Obama was still like the president at the time. Mm. Cause this was early 2016. So we had to make up arguments for a bunch of terrible people to move on in this game or whatever i won it because like i as hard as it was to find information that i could like agree with for teddy roosevelt even though teddy roosevelt was kind of like 
like every other president around that time. I was kind of an asshole. Like I still won it. And I had to, the fact that I had to go against Reagan never sat right with me because there were people in the class who were like, yeah, this is actually kind of kind of good that I think I'm going to go ahead and say that Reagan should go on to the next round. I don't know. That that person must have like actually brought like the facts or either people were just doing it just to do it. They were facts, but the way that he framed them made them seem like they were such good things. Mm. Because this man Oh, did I say Reagan? I meant Richard Nixon. But I literally got to the no for whatever reason nobody mentioned Watergate until I did. So I was like I, that's like one of the first things against (laughs) that's literally one of the first things against nixon is watergate i was like i don't know how you got this far but i'm gonna just say watergate watergate (laughs) that's all you gotta hit them with then i just kind of went down like what because not a lot of people in my class really knew what it was so i kind of just went into details about it and they were like oh well i guess we'll just vote for him that was like one of the only black people in my class so that's kind of crazy. I know. But yeah, out of that whole year, we didn't learn about any black people. I actually did my final project on like black culture in the 1970s because we could choose a decade to do a project on. So I did black culture in the 1970s. The only thing that people got exposed to in that class that was black history was for me. That's funny. And I'm like, I'm not teaching the class. That's the way it goes sometimes. Any favorite things, any favorite like history moments of yours from black history, moments in culture that really resonate, resonate with you? Definitely, probably my favorite time in black history throughout my entire life that I can think of off the top of my head was February 2018 when Black Panther dropped, bro. The hype around Black Panther, the hype around Endgame was crazy, but the hype around Black Panther was some of the most unifying stuff I'd ever seen, bro. I went to go see it like twice in one week, but the amount of hype that that movie had surrounding it, the way that people felt seen on screen, because he was like the second superhero to really have, the second big superhero to have a movie, because obviously Blade was like the first one, and then the steel movie with Shaq which was terrible and nobody cares about but and nobody had really had a movie like that since Blade and Black Panther he was one of you know the first popular black superheroes in Marvel at least and seeing that come to life and on screen and seeing the world building that was from Wakanda and seeing Ryan Coogler direct this huge blockbuster film and I think at one point it was like top 10 highest grossing movie of all time. It still might be, but I know it's really close to being like top 10. It might be like 12 or 13 now. It was the first black movie, black directed movie to ever reach a billion dollars. And it was just, it didn't feel like a quote unquote black movie, bro. It just, it was a movie that just happened to have mainly a full cast of black people. And that's what I think I liked about it. It was that because I hate when we have to be put in two subcategories when it comes to that type of stuff. The fact that we could get a movie starring a black superhero with a full black cast in one of the biggest movie franchises of all time and it be able to fit right in, but also have its distinct cultural differences 
to set it apart from the rest and to be one of the best in the entire franchise. It made me happy, bro. It made me, I won't say that it made me emotional, but it definitely was a, it was a time to be alive for sure. It's a time that I'll probably never forget. Just, and then the, of course the album to coincide with the release, the Black Panther album curated by Kendrick. It was definitely a time to be alive, bro. Definitely something I'll never forget. And it happened during my freshman year of college. So it, it was a great time. Yes, sir. Um, so usually, you know, it's kind of fun for me because I like I like doing a deep dive in like uh, black history facts. And of course, we both appreciate music more than a common person. So uh, basically, uh, one thing that I like to tell people is probably one of the one of the most famous taglines um and kind of like the history behind one of the most famous taglines um i'm talking about uh this goes back 1970 um the revolution will not be televised it's an iconic it's iconic in a sense well i mean if you've ever listened to it all you have to do is listen to it it's the intro i find it funny that it's the intro track you will not be able to stay stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. Honestly, that, that shit still gives me chills to this day. Jill Scott Erin uh, released, uh, that was like his debut album, Small Talk, at 125th and Lennox. The album is literally just him uh, speaking poetry over, like, drums, uh, which I find very iconic. A way to describe it, basically, he's talking about Black Americans, young Black Americans, or Black Americans in general, not even young, but Black Americans taken to the streets. Just the song alone was just, like, a pro, like it was used for protests and just, you know, to move the uh, Black Power movement forward. Um, in every interview, he actually said, the first change that takes place is in your mind. You have to change your mind before you change the way you live and the way you move. The thing that's going to change people is something that nobody will ever be able to capture on film. It's just that you see and you'll think, oh, I'm on the wrong page or I'm on the right page, but the wrong note. And you've got to get in sync with everybody else to find out what's happening in this country. I feel like that's kind of, I mean, doesn't even kind of, I feel like that kind of, or <laughs> I feel like that represents what's going on in America. You know, we had the whole movement and everything last year. And I feel like that's not died down, but I feel like it's not as strong as it was when we were doing the protests. But I feel like, it kind of equates to, I feel like that line kind of equates to just what's happening or what happened last year and what's happening currently with just Black people in America. It's just really crazy to think about a lot of the things that people did back in the day that kind of still hold weight to this day. And I mean, just that tagline, the revolution will not be televised, is just one of the most iconic lines that you will ever hear. Uh, I do, uh, I think it was used in um, Caterpillar by Royce the Five Nine and Eminem. I think I remember that. Um, I can't remember any other songs off the top of my head, but 
See, my introduction to Joe Scott Karen was Pieces of a Man. I heard it the, for the first time, or I listened to it all the way through for the first time uh, a few years ago for a project that I did. And it was a project that I wanted to do because the assignment was we had to do something new every single day for 30 days in a row. And I was like, you know what? I'll just listen to 30 new albums in a row that I haven't heard before. And one of the albums was Pieces of a Man by Joe Scott Heron because I had heard a sample of that album off of Late Registration. So I was like, you know what? This is one of my favorite samples. So I'm definitely going to check this album out. It's a great album. But when it comes to Black history and like popular media, I guess, a lot of people think that there needs to be a reason for them to just be like Black people in it. Like there can never just be a Black person in a movie without there being a reason. Like, why can't Black people just be in it? Feel me? Like, I hate it when people get mad that there are a lot more commercials with Black people in them now. And there are movies with Black people, or there are movies where Black people aren't just a side character anymore. There are movies that don't have to do with Black trauma anymore. And I, and I enjoy that. Like, yeah, there is always going to be a place for slavery movies. There's always going to be a place for movies that have to do with, like, segregation and things like that. I think one of the better recent examples of a movie is Judas and the Black Messiah that I mentioned in the last episode. It's a really good movie. I definitely recommend it to anybody who hasn't checked it out yet. But I feel like there's going to be a time where there are more Black sci-fi movies, Black fantasy movies, Black comedy movies that don't have to rely on any like stereotypes or any overused tropes to project a character just because they're Black. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I really like to screenwrite is because there doesn't have to be a reason for these characters to just be black they're black just because black people exist so it's one thing i've always really really found annoying with people is that you know why does this character have to be black or why this and why that because black people exist in all different types of forms black people exist in all types of different skin tones sexualities genders so i honestly think that you know giving more black people and other minorities of different, you know, backgrounds and genders and sexualities. I really hope it becomes just a normal thing in the future, hopefully in the very near future. So kind of transition. That was our black history month segment. I don't know how long it's going to be after I cut it, but we've been talking about it for a little while. So we got to move on to our next segment, if you will, for uh, the episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the music so far in 2021, what we've been listening to, what's been going on in the music scene. And for me, at least, I have not really had a lot of time to listen to a lot of music this year. So I'm kind of behind. You know, I write down the albums that I want to listen to and then I'll go back and listen to them when I get the time. I've only listened to like four full length projects this year, I want to say, that at least that came out this year, at least. I've listened to music pretty much every day, but um, whenever I listen to a new project, I kind of like to sit down and take it in. But there have only been like four projects, new projects that I've listened to this year. And there hasn't been any really big releases yet either. So to me, 2021 is off to a slow start. If anybody has any music recommendations, I would definitely appreciate it if you like dropped it in the comments of the YouTube Drop video. Drop a comment. Hopefully. Like our YouTube video, please. I'm going to say it again just because it doesn't hurt. I work hard on those. I work hard on those. Let's take time. But yeah, how do you feel about the music so far this year? Do you think it's been a slow start? It's or... been whack. 
It's been whack. It's been no. whack. I, I won't say it's been <laughs> whack, but I think it's just. No, I, I don't. I don't mean that as in like the music's like been ass. I just think it's whack that nothing's like really happened. That's what. Uh, like, that's what I meant by that. But um, it's been pretty slow. Um, I've had to revert to actually searching. Like I, I shouldn't be extensively searching for albums to like listen to. I but, always search for music to listen to. Like depending on what genre it is, because when it comes to like hip hop and R&B, that's what I usually listen to. So I usually don't have to go searching for those. No, when I it mean, comes to other types I, of I genres mean, that I, that aren't my mains, I will search for music like that. No, I, I don't mean that. I mean, like not even in like genres that I really don't listen to. Cause I mean, there have been a couple albums like that, but I kind of have to like go out of my way for like people like, that I guess so to say are I don't want to say on the come up but shit because there haven't been really there haven't been really many like major drops besides singles uh we know that Rocky's working on something uh we think oh uh, we I'm pretty sure uh news came out that Rihanna's working on like a dance hall album that'd be hard a Rihanna dance hall album that would be hard, but that'd be like low key one of the best albums of the year. Still waiting on word from Cole or Kendrick. Um, I do I'm, know I'm Earth Gang. I'm fiending for a Kendrick album. I do know that I am fiending for uh, Earth Gang's upcoming album. I, that's what I do know. Because um, I've been a fond supporter of Earth Gang for like a, a a big minute so like I, earth I, gang is a fun listen but i think the most fun person to listen to in dreamville is jid i would i would um disagree i JID most is fun, really fun i think listen. i think earth gang you have fun with earth gang i feel like you have fun with both but like jid i, I mean yes yeah. i don't think he's had a bad song i feel like earth gang has had a few misses define bad <laughs> like a JID. song with, if you're listening to an album, a song that you would skip every single time. I, me personally, I have a couple skippable JID songs just because it kind of sounds like, like another track or like kind of has the, I mean, I get that he has a unique flow, but like it just kind of meshes together. You know what I mean? Um, Earth Gang, I, I mean, I don't discredit you for thinking that with Earth Gang too. There's a couple skips that I give Earth Gang too, but overall, Earth Gang is still one of my favorite groups of all time. It's slowly making its uh, ranks up my all-time list. See, um, this year, really, if if I get a Kendrick album, I'm good. If I get like Kendrick, Isaiah Rashad, and Travis, I'm good for the entire year honestly for in terms of big releases at least because travis he he has put out he put out a project every year from like 20 like 12 to astral world and if you want to count jack boys like 2019 so you know i'm fine with a year off from travis i'm fine with a few years off from travis honestly but i don't think travis is the type to take a Kendrick amount of time off of an album. So Kendrick four years in between release, like cool. Like I'm, I'm not mad at it, but I feel like it gets to a point to where it's like a really long time 
four years i don't think is that long in between albums the last time kendrick dropped an album we were senior in high school like so much stuff has happened S- side side note isn't i thought future and drake were supposed to be dropping um what a time too or i don't know i feel like that might come this year too honestly i'm kind of really because i i wasn't a big fan when what a time to be alive came out originally i was in my drake hater phase at the time so i hated it i had to that that grew on me basically so i'm kind of looking forward to second time as far as big releases like i don't well i'm not a big drake fan um honestly i don't know what the hell he's gonna do with this certified lover boy album me i don't need a drake album i would take either or a cole or kendrick i'm more so looking towards a j cole album but there's a specific reason why it's not that i think cole's a better uh artist it's just i feel like cole has something to prove especially after I mean, you just OD. The Dreamville and, album just came out a couple years ago, bro. That's the Dreamville album. I expect J. Cole was all album. over it, though. I expect so the not... Dreamville album to be phenomenal. It's Dreamville. Like, but I don't like I'm not counting that. I'm talking like a solo like album. Like, I'm not counting. I'm not really fiending for a J. Cole album. Like, if he wasn't, if he wants to take some more time off, I'm cool. I'm not even the biggest J. Cole fan in the world, but if he drops something, I'll listen to it. I listened to KOD one time and never went back to it. But the Dreamville album, I listened to pretty much every day during the summer of 2019. I still listen to the Dreamville album. I know. I still listen to it from time to time, too. But that was probably one of my favorite albums of 2019. But I'm not counting that. I'm kind of, I'm saying solo albums. I, I, I really want a J. Cole album. I'll be fine with either or. I don't think they're going to drop in the same year just because I'm a pessimist. So yeah, I, I'm fine with either or Kendrick Cole. I don't need a Drake. I would like, do I need the Rihanna album? <laughs> if, if it's dance hall, like it's suspected to be. Yes, I would listen. I would love the hell out of a Rihanna dance hall album. I wanted a da- <laughs> I last year I said I wanted a Daft Punk album and look what happened. So I guess I'm getting a Bobby album. <laughs> we getting are we getting a Bobby Shimurda album this year? Probably. It's early in the year. He'll have some time to record. Yeah, we'll get one. Or at least a mixtape. I know Future is gonna put out something because it's future. I don't need a future album. This man puts out an album like every paycheck <laughs> damn near. <laughs> Um, I don't need it. I don't need another Uzi album. You don't need an Uzi album this year? No. He put out like three projects last year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, what really bugs me about newer rap fans is that they're very impatient when their favorite artists don't drop. Absolutely. They need a project like once every six months. And And I'm just like, I'm cool off of a project every couple years, honestly. Being a Kendrick fan and like an Isaiah Rashad fan, like the Sun's Tirade is one of my favorite albums of all time. Like I've had to wait for a new project from him for almost five years now. And I have other artists that drop all the time, other favorite artists that drop all the time. Travis drops pretty much every year. Like I have rappers who drop more frequently than others and that's fine, but it's not every six month type thing. A lot of newer fans, especially a lot of younger fans, they want their favorite artists to drop 
like three projects a year. And I'm just like, right. how do you appreciate music if you're just getting new music all the time? If you can't let it simmer, then what's the point? If you can't let it simmer and marinate all the time. Like, that's why I don't think artists like NBA Youngboy are going to last forever. Because NBA Youngboy drops like five projects every single year, bro. And I'm not saying that NBA Youngboy is a bad artist. I'm not an NBA Youngboy fan, but he does have some songs that I like. But he drops like five projects every year, bro. NBA Youngboy dropped more projects last year than Earl Sweatshirt has in, in his entire career. There, no, I, <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I think a prime or an example that I like to use is specifically Kanye West. Now, hold on before you think I'm going where you think I might go. Um, the Life of Pablo uh, came out 2016. I think it came out this month. I think it dropped. Didn't it drop Valentine's Day? I think it did, because I remember it came out the same day as the All-Star game. The All-Star game that year was on Valentine's Day. So I used that as an example because that took time to grow on me. But then he came out of nowhere with... Uh, Yay, and then kids see ghosts, and then we all know about the Jesus King. I think there has to be, like like we said, you have to let albums simmer. You have to let it marinate, because that's how albums are able to grow on a person. If you're just getting album after album, release after release, how are you letting music grow on you when you're just getting new music, like right after you listen to the album that you just that just dropped that's what i'm so, saying i feel like that's what happened right after a whole lot of red drop a whole lot of red dropped on christmas people wanted the deluxe like the week after exactly now in fairness he did tease that he, was he teased it but he didn't say when he teased a whole lot of red back in like i mean yeah we know, 20, we know he we teased know. whole lot of red like three years ago bro he we teased know red, like before dial it even came out but there were so oh, many people feeding for a whole lot of red when Dialit just came out, not even four years ago. Dialit came out like 2018. So I'm just like, it's not even like an old album. It's still fairly new in the grand scheme of things. I think also in the case of that, I think people should, I think it's not bad for people to wait for deluxes. I like what, to give credit to Eminem, I like what he did. His He dropped in like January. His deluxe didn't come out till like December of last year so my i mean thing, that my thing with the deluxe trend that's been going on for the last like couple years the deluxe trend is one of my least favorite things that ever happened in music now deluxes have always been around but i remember when they used to do deluxes they used to drop it on the same day as the regular version and the deluxe would only be maybe two to three more songs five at the most now people are del dropping deluxes as whole B-sides. There'll be like 15 new songs on these deluxes when they could literally just be a separate project from the other one. I feel like if somebody like Uzi, bro, when Uzi dropped Eternal Take, he dropped the deluxe like the week after. Lil Uzi versus the World too. And he branded it as kind of its own project, but at the same time, it was still the Eternal Take Deluxe. I feel like he could have saved that, saved that entire B-side of songs, just made it separate from Eternal Take, and it was just Lil Uzi Vert versus The World 2, 
and just dropped it maybe like a few months later after Eternal Take, like here's something for the fans to keep you waiting for my new music. Just drop it as a mixtape. He'll still get streams off of it because it's not like he's got not gonna drop it on you know regular streaming platforms. So he'll get paid for it just to market it as a mixtape, and you'll be good. Like I feel like it's lazy because now you have an entire project of like thirty songs on streaming platforms, and you know the more songs you have on a project, the more streams you'll get, and that's why we've been getting these super long deluxe albums that nobody's really trying to sit through bro and they'll be like an hour and 45 minutes like i don't mind if an album is super long and they're all a part of the same project like if you're gonna drop a 24 song album i would prefer it to be all under the same umbrella but if you're gonna drop a 24 song album where 12 songs are one album and 12 songs are a part of the deluxe you can keep it i think it depends on the artist like i said i i think what eminem did was fine with the whole b-side to music to be murdered by however i do agree with you in the sense of the uzi case because some people because some people will drop like you know like have like an extra like two three maybe four or five songs under deluxe and then it's like the same like album and then some people, like you said, will drop 10, 12 tracks on a uh, on a deluxe. And you're like, OK, well, this like I, I think it depends on the artist. I think it depends on the circumstance, because I think timing also has a big deal with it. I didn't like that Uzi dropped his like a week at like it was just like a week after that. Um I do think just like with an original album, I do think that it needs time to simmer. I think it needs time to marinate. And if you want to drop your deluxe, I don't know, like at least give it six months. Like, I mean, give it half a year. Like, I mean, then drop your deluxe. If you're not working on something else, I get that some artists are in situations where they have to put out music. Otherwise, they either go under the radar or they're, you know, trying to fulfill contract obligations. So that's my main but art, reason. But why bigger I, artists like Lil Baby and Uzi, they're not going to go under the radar if they don't drop music. No, I agree with you. I uh, means Deluxe but that's, was way longer than it needed to be. And even though some of my favorite songs off of my turn were from the Deluxe, it was still like super long. I agree with you. Um, in the case of Lil Baby and Gunna, I, no, they're not going to go under the radar. But some artists kind of will because, I mean, it, it kind of coincides with just how social media is, how one minute we're on something and then the next it's like kind of forgotten about. I'm not... I'm not trying to use this as a disc, but I kind of use whole lot of red. It was big for like a month, maybe a month and a half. And then nobody's talking about whole lot of red now. No one's like, oh, this is still in my like rotation. It may still be in I yours. Listen to, I listen to whole lot of red every it's single day. It still may be in yours, but like I've never heard anybody. I, I get on Twitter and I see people like, is whole lot of red still in rotation? They're like, who? <laughs> so, I feel like. In Whole Lot of Red's case, it's an album that people are, are still warming up to. 
because I've said this plenty of times. I've even said this on here. Whole lot of red is going to get so much praise in the future. I'm going to stand by that until it happens. People are people are sleeping on it now. It's just like it's just like Jesus, bro. You remember when I, Jesus came out? People hated Jesus. A lot of people still do. I kind of. A lot of people still, still hate it. <laughs> but now people are considering it one of his best albums and one of the best albums ever made. We did the Rolling Stone episode. They had it on their list. They were like, "Yeah, Jesus is one of the best albums to ever be made." I feel was like the high, was that his highest one. Uh, I want to say it was like maybe his third highest. Because they had uh, be- my beautiful dark twisted fantasy ahead of it. As ahead of it, yeah. They had that as his highest, and they had something else in between that. I don't remember which one. But I don't know. There, there are fans like me that still I I still don't really. Like- People need to stop coming to conclusions so quick when it comes to music. Like let it marinate a little bit, and then if you don't like it after you kind of you know heard it a couple times, fine. That's fair. Like nobody has to like everything, but. If you're just going to listen to 30 seconds of a couple songs and you're like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. How is that fair to the artist? And it's not even fair to yourself, I think. It's like, at least give it a chance before you're just going to like trash on it. That's how I think. Um, well, I I mean, I, it's a agree to disagree. I agree with you. I mean, we both have the same point on the marination of albums and just letting it sit. Um, but I... Basically, my whole thing is one, it depends on the artist. Two, I, I kind of want to include the label, but I think that just comes with the artist. And then three, I, I don't know. It's just what they, if they think that that was for that specific album and they're not, and they can't put it on anything else, then I guess push it out you could push it out as like a mixtape like like you said something to hold people like in six months before you know your next project that would also be great but i guess they just kind of see it as let all of what i'm doing out right now that way i can work on something fresh i mean you look at kind of like how the the weekend did his i don't remember when his deluxe initially dropped but i do remember that his remixes took like a minute his deluxe album at first the remixes were on there were on the deluxe album and then he changed it to like brand new songs yeah and then the remixes were made into like a separate like yeah i don't i don't know it's it's kind of i got on vinyl i just got a flex on there i got the weekend after hours remixes ep sounds amazing and then it had a couple like other songs on there at the uh his snl performance of scared to live on there too which sounds really good yeah it's it, like i said depends on the artist depends on situations circumstances um just some do it to stay relevant some do it just to get everything out i'm not sitting through a whole hour and 50 not for trippy red at least for like like i said it depends on the artist like i can Maybe do that for I could well I could definitely do it for like a Kendrick or a Cole. I can sit through a long album, but the fact that it's basically two albums compressed into one that doesn't need to be like that is kind of annoying. It's all up to the artist. Like if you're an artist that does that, like do what you want. But if it gets you more streams, it gets you more streams. But they're two different projects with two Shit. different sounds compressed into one. 
should they do it if they're not going to put out anything in like a long ass time? No, because why don't they just save the 12 songs from Deluxe, make it its own project, and just put it out to hold fans over? Because people are going to, my thing is how I'm trying to look at it. I feel like people would differentiate. They'd be like, basically, since they would, since it would be basically a new project, that gives people just the more reason to kind of like call it like trash or garbage, if that makes sense. Because since since it's songs on the deluxe, you can now take the whole project that they put out as an as its entirety instead of having two separate projects to judge, basically. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know. It's such a, it's such a weird situation because some artists they do it better than others when it comes to this thing but it's just like i hate to be kind of like that guy but i I just remember back in the day when the regular version the deluxe version would drop on the same day i remember buying rodeo by travis and i got the it's called the expanded edition now but back then it was just the deluxe and there was only like two new songs on it that aren't on vinyl like I have Rodeo on vinyl by Travis and they're not on there because the deluxe never got released on vinyl. Yeah. So like, uh, I know Ariana Grande recently came out with her deluxe too. I think uh, positions came out like what late October, I don't know. early November, late, late, uh, late, but yeah, I mean, yeah, just depends on circumstances, depends on artists. I just feel like artists need to take, their time so music doesn't feel rushed when it doesn't need to be and some artists like that i feel like that's what happened with fetty wap and i feel like that's why fetty wap burned out so fast fetty wap had like five top 20 well i won't say that top 20 but fetty wap had like five top 50 songs at the same exact time and then he put out his album i feel like if he would have spaced out those singles he would have been around for a little bit longer I feel like this year isn't going to be necessarily a continuation of that. I feel like some other genres should probably step up. I'm really looking at the alternative rock scene, thinking that that's probably going to be the year for best music. Because I, like I said, I've been listening to, even though I don't even listen to punk music, I listen to a punk, I've been listening to a couple punk albums that like I kind of vibe with, uh, alternative rock albums that I've been vibing with. Uh, metal albums that I've been vibing with, rock and roll sometimes, albums. <laughs> sometimes I just need a break from rap. So that's why I've been sp- expanding my music taste a lot in the last few years. So that's not all I'm listening to. Like literally for probably the first, or well, I'll say the first, because I didn't really listen to rap growing up. But probably for maybe the last, I don't know, like maybe eight, nine years, rap and R&B is pretty much all I listen to. But over the last couple of years or so, I've been expanding my music taste a lot. So I, I'm listening I, to a lot more genres consistently now. I'll probably wrap up the episode, man. We got a lot of good conversation about BHM and the music scene currently. So we'll go ahead and get into these album recommendations for the week of February 22nd. Last album recommendations of February, Black History Month. What do you got for the last of the month, bro? Yes, sir. We're going to come in with a 
instrumental classic, probably the best uh, instrumental album that you'll probably ever hear, um, cult classic. Anyways, my album rack for the last, for Black History Month um, is Jay Dilla, Donuts. Honestly, what can I say? But go listen to it. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna like boast about it. I, I've been saying the same thing for like all the albums this month, like classic. But this this right here is a classic. So I mean, just go listen to it. I don't have anything to really say. Jay Dilla is probably one of the goat. If, one of the goats, if not the goat of uh, producing instrumentals that people just really want to rap over. I don't have anything else to say. That's all you really need to say. That's all you get. That's all you really need to say. I feel like when I think of Black history, when it comes to the 1970s, at least, and the music scene in the 70s, this is one of the first albums I think of. Um, And it's That's the Way of the World by Earth, Wind & Fire. This album was definitely on repeat growing up, especially riding around in the car with my mom and dad. You know, my dad grew up in the 70s, so uh, he definitely was a big Earth, Wind & Fire fan, and that kind of led to me being a big Earth, Wind & Fire listener. So there are a lot of bright and great tracks on here that'll just make you feel good. Like, obviously, the title track, and I think Shining Star is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Same with Reasons very uplifting type album in terms of sound definitely recommend this to anybody who wants to get into earth wind and fire outside of just like september and uh the boogie wonderland so that's definitely has some deeper earth wind and fire cuts so that's the way of the world by earth wind and fire and donuts by jay dilla are our two album recommendations for this week so wrapping up the show i don't really have much to say just please like the youtube video comment um, Leave us a comment if you're feeling good that day. With that being said, please be safe and we'll see you next week.